The health and well-being of your family is paramount, and Parham Smith & Archinold is dedicated to ensuring you're taken care of. Parham Smith & Archinold, call 242-9008. Online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah. Welcome back in to the Mark Children's Show. This music making me really mellow here when I'm supposed to be getting super fired up, but I still love it. Hey, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you're looking for Walt Deptula, you don't have to wait much longer. His show, Road Rage, will be on from 7 until 11 tonight. He'll be doing it live during the NFL draft. I cannot wait to listen to that. So you watch the draft on TV and you got him on your phone or on your laptop listening to him the whole time. You're going to get better analysis there without the technical glitches that we're expecting tonight uh, during the NFL draft. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Um, we are simulcast over on Facebook. If you want to come to the Roars Facebook page or go to the Mark Childress Show on Facebook, you can watch us. We're in the Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. So we're simulcast on the radio and audio side. Let's go to the phones. I want to hear this guy give me a big let's go. It's Mr. Eric McLean. Eric, what's going on, man? Mark, let's go, baby. Two hours and 55 minutes. Are you ready? Yes. I am yes, seeing. sir. I knew he was going to get me super fired up and motivated. Hey, Eric, man, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, you guys staying safe up there in Charlotte? Oh, man, we're staying safe, staying healthy, and staying inside. I'd encourage everybody to do the same so we can have college football season this year, man. That's no right. doubt. I could not possibly be more excited about it. Uh, hey, uh, Eric, you've been putting out some great content all across media on uh, the NFL draft coming up. Of course, some of our Clemson Tigers to be drafted tonight. ACC players all over the first round. Uh, where's your head at, I guess? Uh, let's start with the Clemson guys. Where's your head at on uh, Simmons and Terrell and, uh, and Higgins and their chances tonight? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be Isaiah, the first guy picked. I think he's going to fall not too far past four. You know, I think if the New York Giants have any sense about him, they'll take him and, and really use that Swiss Army knife that they have uh, in him and, and really just let him flourish. If he falls from there, it'll be interesting to see where he lands, whether it's with the Carolina Panthers or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really, I think any of those three spots will be positions that he can thrive in and, and really great environments. So, I feel confident that he'll be okay there. The next two guys is a question mark for a lot of people of which one is it going to be? You know, is it going to be both of them? Is it just going to be one? I still think T. Higgins is, is a late teens, early 20s pick, you know, whether it's to the Raiders at 19, which I saw a lot of people early have been talking about, and then maybe falling anywhere to the Minnesota or maybe even to the Packers. And then with A.J., it's been a little bit different. He's kind of been soaring up the boards these last couple of days leading up to the draft. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls. But if it's if it's to the Raiders or maybe to the San Francisco 49ers, I think all three of those guys have a great shot to be drafted in the first round. We're hanging out with Eric McLean from uh, the ACC Network and ESPN. Eric, there's a lot of other big names from the ACC that I think are going to go tonight as well. Uh, what, what are the guys you're looking out for? I know you're watching some linemen in particular. Oh, man, yeah. I, I cannot be more excited for Makai Becton. He is such an intriguing prospect because he is a mountain of a man, six foot seven, 350 pounds. And, oh, by the way, he ran a 5'1 at the NFL Combine. Just to see how... 
dominant this guy is. And when you put on the tape, I mean, he enjoys beating people up and punishing them. I mean, he, he'll pancake a guy, wait till he starts to crawl up on his hands and knees, and then put all his weight right back on him. So he's a fierce competitor and really a guy I think uh, it, it'll be a shame if he drops out of the top ten, but I don't think there's any way he falls past 14 to Tampa Bay. Hanging out with Eric McLean from the ACC Network. Uh, Eric, at your biggest, what were you, 315, 320 at your biggest? How, how, how big did you get? 320. So imagine 30 more pounds and four more inches. I know because you're you're such a, that's that's what I was thinking about. You're such a big guy, and he would tower over you. That's amazing how big that guy is. He's freaky, man, and he's a smart football player. He's a guy that's very active. He keeps his hands and his feet moving. Uh, it, it's going to be very exciting to watch Makai back for the next five to ten years in the NFL. All right, so he ran a five one in the forty. What did Eric McLean run? What did peak Eric McLean speed run in the forty? Oh, man, it was like a 5.3 or a 5.4. It was embarrassing compared to that guy. <laughs> that's not bad. I'm not no, to figure out if I can yes. run it that fast. That's not too bad. I couldn't. No. <laughs> and we're continuing with Eric McLean of the ACC Network, college football analyst. And, Eric, it's uh, Richmond Weaver. Great uh, having you on the show today. Really do appreciate it. And, obviously, you're a Rich Take on Sports podcast alumni from the uh, – very early days so thank you on that (laughs) that perspective as well question for you when you're looking at evaluating some of these players getting ready for the draft how much stock are you putting in the tape versus some of the analytics the pro day numbers the combine numbers what are you really looking at more man i'm a big tape guy i want you to be a football player not a uh underwater under uh, underwear supermodel or, or anything of that nature. I want you to be able to uh, knock people out on the field or catch a football or run fast with a football in your hands. I think what the, the combine does is it kind of confirms some things. If you see a guy might not be as, as explosive through his hips or you don't see him finishing blocks or, or being able to explode through an offensive lineman. And then you see if the combine or his pro day and his vertical jump isn't that impressive or his broad jump isn't that impressive. That kind of you know, directly translate and says, okay, well, this is why I'm seeing that on film is this just isn't that most, much of an explosive guy. So at the end of the day, I, I think the numbers make sense and, and they can certainly help uh, some smaller school people or some people who might be on the fence uh, just because if they exceed in a particular area, especially the 40-yard dash for some skill guys. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about playing football. Yeah, no doubt. Continuing on with Eric McLean from the ACC Network. So, Eric, Richmond's a big Cowboys fan. If you're watching on Facebook, he's got his Cowboys shirt on. I've got a Redskins. I'm a big Redskins fan. I got my Redskins jersey right by me. Do do, do you have an NFL team? Uh, Who did you you love growing up? Well, growing up, man, I was a big Colts fan because of Peyton Manning. You know, obviously was a a big Tennessee guy, and then that translated directly to the pros with him. Uh, But now I just kind of cheer for wherever Clemson guys are, so... Hopefully we'll have a couple of new teams throughout this draft. So you want more new teams. That's actually the next question I was going to ask you. You want more new Clemson teams. You don't like the idea of Clemson players going to teams that already have Clemson players. See, I like kind of getting a big clan of guys together uh, at one team, but you'd rather spread the wealth throughout the NFL, it sounds like. You know, I, I think the entire NFL family and fan base deserves to see the spectacular athletes that are being created in Clemson, South Carolina. And it's just, it's just selfish to hoard them all on one team. 
Love it, man. I love it. Hey, um, so Richmond and I were chatting during the break. Uh, Chris Fowler came out, um, I guess, with some pessimistic uh, language today around uh, whether college football or, or not is going to happen this season, which irritated me a little bit. I think we should be optimistic right now. Where are, are you hearing anything, and where's your head at on whether or not we'll be playing college football in September? You know, I think the best thing to do right now is to be optimistic, right? There's no sense to uh, to mm-hmm. further put a damper on anyone's attitude or spirit at such a crazy time like this. Uh, so, so it's something that you want to look forward to, right, and maybe help you get through this storm. At the end of the day, if it's not safe for you know 80,000 people to be in a stadium or if it's not safe for student-athletes to be on a field competing against each other, I think we have to do the responsible thing and not play or find a better solution to when we can play uh, but but I think right now the way that this country is working together, uh, the way people are staying inside, social distancing, you have to keep doing it and, or, or we're not going to play. That's it. At the end of the day, we have to reduce this thing the best we can together. And continuing with Eric McLean. So, Eric, with that said, from a player's perspective, going back to your playing days, if the decision came down that they were just going to postpone or shift the season to later, say they had to start in November or even January, how does that affect a player? See, that, that'll be something that's very interesting to take a look at for these big-time prospects, right? You look at a guy next year who's evaluated to be a top-five, top-ten prospect, and now you're pushing back his season to really rub right against that draft with the NFL draft, I think you're only hurting yourself if, if you play and if you decide to go about that uh, and to move forward. It's going to be very interesting to see if that happens, what these young men decide to do, uh, and if we have people that are going to sit out and just focus on the draft. Because, again, at the end of the day, the only thing that can really happen is you get hurt uh, or you, you're not at your peak shape and, and then the, the negatives start flying out about the draft evaluation process. That's right. Well, again, let's keep things positive on this show. So let's let's yes. say we're going to play in September. But I also no need to know. Yeah, I also need to know what, what's the uh, what's the home workouts looking like for you guys these days? Oh, I've been seeing it's, some posts, I, but I come know. on, I want to see some yeah. else. We, we did some uh, fun thing on the ACC network the other week, and you know I, I don't have the luxury that some of these guys do with the first round money and the long NBA careers. They have all their, uh, their nice, big, in-home gyms. Uh, my wife, Kaki, and I are just hitting the streets and doing a lot of body weight stuff. Again, uh, continuing to hang out with Eric McLean from the ACC Network. So, uh, Eric, you guys have been doing, I feel like, incredible work on the ACC Network. You're continually putting out content and things like that. How big of a challenge has it been to to make the adjustment? I mean, you went from basically living in the studio, I feel like, all the time to now uh, having to adjust being at home. And then what kind of plans are you guys making for the next couple of weeks and potentially months where we're still quarantined? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot different, right? And I appreciate all you guys tuning in and following along this journey with us. Uh, just to try and keep it going and to keep things as fresh as we can, understanding that there's nothing live going on, but you can speculate a little bit and we can do some predictions and able to talk to some people. You know, we've had various teams take over the network, like today at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, and just to see the, the different fun things that we've been able to do there. Equipment-wise, you know, some people have ordered – uh, these ring lights, I, I jumped on that train just for lighting with your camera uh, because we're our <laughs> production crew and camera crew. 
so you try to do the best you can, but it, it's been fun to adapt and, you know, moving forward, I'm sure they have a lot of things in the pipeline, whether it's TV or continual uh, social media presence, but it's been great just to interact with the fans and do things on a different level than we have in the past. And uh, Eric, it's almost uh, a year to the day. I mean, maybe we're a week later that it was formally announced that you joined the ACC network. Uh, what are your thoughts, I guess, as you look back at your first year, man? You've come a long way, and we're all really proud of you. Oh, man, thank you for, for saying that. It's been such a great ride, and, and it was about a week ago that, that we came on our first year. But uh, just to think about the, the progress that we've made, the things that we have, had really even done differently throughout the season, uh, and could not be more appreciative, uh, honored, and humbled to, to be a part of this team with the ACC Network and, and serve along with some great guys, uh, Jordan Cornette, uh, you know, Coach Rick down in Miami and Georgia, and then EJ Manuel, quarterback, Florida State. Um, it, it has just been a ton of fun to be able to interact and hang out with those guys. No doubt. So uh, plans for the draft tonight, and what is your go-to snack food for the draft this evening? <laughs> Kaki and I are watching it in our living room, and, and we'll be doing some stuff back and forth on ACC Network of, of live coverage and, and doing some stuff, some instant analysis. So that'll be a lot of fun. But I'm a big wings guy, man. If, if I don't have some yeah. chicken wings and some type of hot sauce, then I, I'll be a little upset. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm uh, I'm going wings right after the show tonight, too. Hey, Eric, man, we really appreciate you, and I know how busy you are. Uh, thanks for squeezing us in here uh, this afternoon. Glad you and uh, Kaki are doing great. Continued good wishes to you, and uh, enjoy the draft tonight. No doubt. You guys, too, man. Appreciate you always. All right, awesome. Eric McLean. Thanks, Thank Eric. you. Let's go. Let's, Let's go, go, Eric McLean. We will talk. To you. All right, we'll talk to you later, man. Always good to uh, to catch up with Eric, and he's always so kind with his time because a lot of people are asking him for it these days. Rising superstar at the ACC Network. You don't have to hear me say it. I think we all know that already. Yes, I, I think it was easy to predict that even before he jumped on board with the ACC Network. Yeah. No doubt. So I saw you kind of shifting back to positive now. Yes. You're, you're getting positive. So we're getting our, our head around the idea that, see, I mean, Eric McLean, when you think about the ACC Network, first person to think of is Eric. Yes. He's the face of the ACC Network to me. I feel like that he did a great job of presenting difficult potential news, which is we don't know what's going to happen. It might not go our way, but we should be positive right now. That's what's been irritating me about Chris Fowler and some of the other folks that have been coming out with negative news about whether or not we'll play college football this year. And it should not. It should be about not irritating me. That's what everyone should be thinking about, right? You should be checking with me beforehand. But I know I'm not the only person to feel this way. I think staying positive now is more important than ever. I really do. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at, from that aspect whatsoever. I, I definitely think we need to view it in a positive way and try to understand that there are obstacles, though. But how can we overcome those and try to get everybody as best as we can on the same page? And I think that's what the difficult thing is. And I think. I think that's what Chris is trying to get his mind wrapped around mm -hmm. and communicate that. It's just not the delivery. It's just probably not. But I, I think that's how Chris Fowler is, though, or at least his delivery. He okay. doesn't seem like to be the the cheery guy or, you know, the, the upbeat, positive guy where somebody like Reese Davis, he has much more of that type of feel, I yeah. think, you know, and uh, again, I don't know either gentleman at all, but just obviously watching them over the years, it just feels that Reese Davis is a little bit more like that where Chris Fowler is just kind of 
here's the facts, you know, set mm-hmm. the stage. This is what's going to be a problem. This is, you know, what's going to have to happen. And that's really it. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then uh, I liked what Eric had to say. Well, I liked maybe isn't the right thing. But if they start delaying the season, it is going to put a lot of players that are in college football in a really awkward spot. You know, are you going to start playing into January or even February? And then suddenly you're cutting into when the NFL draft preparation time starts. Are you going to be costing yourself a ton of money by playing a lot later than any other college football player has ever played? Played before, if you start moving these games into January, February, pushing them out. So again, something that we don't have to uh, to think about. Hopefully, but uh, it, it's a really interesting. There's so many. We're in unprecedented times, right? But there's so many ramifications of even small delays to things like this that I feel like we haven't even begun to appreciate or think through yet. Agree, one hundred percent. And you, hopefully, if something did happen like that, that the dominoes would fall that everybody would also adjust based on certain dominoes that are falling. So say college football is pushback. Well, then hopefully the NFL would recognize that and say, all right, well, you know what? Maybe we need to evaluate when the NFL draft is going to be. Do we push that back to, uh, you know, allow, you know, the guys that wouldn't have to worry about that. So there's a lot of things that can go into it. No doubt. Good stuff all around. All right, coming up next segment, another NFL draft. We have another NFL draft expert coming on. We certainly do. Jonah Tulls. He is fantastic. You guys are going to love what he has to say. Coming up, this is the Mark Childress Show. Warm weather is ahead. That means look out for those summer thunderstorms we see in the upstate every year. Don't let bad weather and snapping tree branches leave you in the dark. Be prepared with a Generac automatic whole home standby power solution from Carolina Generators, your local Generac Pro Power Premier dealer, ready to serve you. Give Carolina Generators a call at 864-232-5684 or visit online at carolinagenerators.com to schedule your free in-home Power Pro assessment. Tell them Mickey from 105.5 sent you. I'm Garrett Wilson, owner of Sunstoppers in Easley in our newest location in Pickens. You've made us successful over the last 20 years, and as my thanks to you, I'm offering window tinting on trucks and SUVs for just $49.99. That's right, $49.99. Visit us on the web at www.sunstoppers.com, and remember, our Easley location is right beside Silver Bay, and our Pickens location is across the street from Walmart. Thank you, and have a blessed George Coleman Ford is offering big savings right now on pre-owned models like an Escape Titanium with only 10,500 miles on nearly $10,000 savings on this model. Originally $37,975 MSRP. Sale price for just $27,986. There are never any hidden fees at the dealership with multiple President's Awards. George Coleman Ford, four generations doing business right George Coleman Ford and Traveler's Rest. So are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours shopping? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes, try new styles in the comfort of your own home, and there's no subscription required ever. So isn't it time to refresh your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. You check things all the time, like your email every 10 seconds or your ex's Instagram. But what about checking something as important as your credit? 
Well, Discover makes it quick, easy, and best of all, free. Discover is now offering FICO credit scores, the score used by 90% of top lenders for free, even if you're not a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit, and you can check each month for changes always for free. The Discover Credit Scorecard, free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Covering our bases on three great signals. 105.5, 97.5, and AM 1560. We are the Roar. The Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver, getting you ready for tonight's NFL draft. Never fear if you're looking for Walt. He's not that far away now. Road Rage has been moved to 7 o'clock this evening. Walt will be on from 7 to 11 tonight. That left his 3 to 7 slot open, and the Mark Childress Show came swooping in right here to be able to hang out with you guys. We've been having a great time tonight. Let's go now to the Northland Communication guest line. NFL draft expert Jonah Tulls joining us. Jonah, are you and yours staying safe here during the quarantine? I sure hope so. I am, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, uh, Jonah, we've been talking NFL draft here now the last couple of hours on the show. And I've been asking this question uh, to a lot of folks. Do you think we're going to see chalk tonight in the draft? Or do you think we're going to see chaos tonight in the draft if you had to pick? I think we're going to see a ton of chaos. And the reason why I say that is because we have not, we have never seen a draft this like all virtual before. And it may not just be a bunch of trades, but I think we're going to see a lot more chaos in terms of Okay, you know, how long are they picking? Are they going on pause? I think the whole virtual aspect of it is going to create incredible entertainment, but a lot of chaos for the NFL teams. And we're continuing with Jonah Tolls, uh, NFL draft analyst. And Jonah, thanks for joining us here on the Mark Childress Show. It's Richmond Weaver. And one of the things that, you know, I'm always trying to figure out in terms of, all the homework you guys are doing to look at all of these players and evaluate them, what are the things that you're looking for the most? Are you a guy that watches all the tape? Or are you looking also at the analytics from the pro day, combine? What do you weigh more? Yeah, it has to be a perfect marriage. It has to be both because if you rely just on the tape, then you're going to end up taking somebody that's an outlier athletically. But at the same time, if you just draft the four three athletes, the guys who jump forty inches in the vertical on a bad tape, you're going to end up getting a poor product in the football field. So it has to be a marriage of both. And I think you have to weigh each one equally as, a, as, as it pertains to each position. For example, cornerback is a great example of this. Because Mississippi State cornerback Cameron Dantzler ran a four six four at the combine, and while I think he has great tape, there's only was only one four six four corner in the NFL that's ever been productive. That's Josh Norman. So you have to really marry the two together because on tape, Dancer looks like a first-round pick. But if you look at the analytics, Dancer's an outlier athletically. So I think you have to come somewhere in the middle in there. I don't think you can be on an extreme on both sides. I think it has to be a perfect marriage between the two. And from that perspective then, also, what are you – I mean, what's some of the sources that you're going to that you rely on uh, to be able to – start evaluating, you know, all of these guys. Yeah, and to me, I just go back on, just again, like years of experience doing this and just kind of get a feel of different players and kind of players from the past, right? So, like, if there's a player that 
I'm going to go back to my cornerback example. There aren't cornerbacks who run over 4-6 that usually turn out well in the NFL. So you kind of already have that notion of mind, okay, if you look at the thing is analytically, I got to know that he's probably going to be an outlier, and I probably, it probably wouldn't be wise to draft him in the top 100 or so picks, despite how good his tape is. So I think people are just drawing off sources. Go off your gut if you watch the tape, but I think you also have to keep in back in mind the analytics and the potential outliers athletically from, your, from past year's drafts. And we're continuing with Jonah Tolls, NFL draft analyst. And so another question then, Jonah, in terms of because I'm just fascinated that you're putting all this effort into the draft, knowing that it's so hard to predict where these guys will be. And obviously you do your big board and, you know, putting guys in categories, first round grade, second round grade, third round grade, you know, those type of things. So how much is, you know, the pride that goes into it? Are you so worried about getting things right or just making sure evaluating guys based on what you feel? Yeah. So there's a difference to me between a big board and a mock draft. A big board is my rankings in a vacuum of how I believe the player is valued. So I have Chase Young, number one on my big boards. I think he's the best player in this draft. In my mock draft, I have Joe Burrow, number one. I think he's going to go number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. So for a mock draft, I'm basically projecting for projection in terms of what happens tonight. In my big board, I'm projecting for production down the road and where I think that player is going to be in the NFL. Okay, so your big board, if it has a first-round grade, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're predicting they're going to go in the first round or even vice versa. A third-round exactly. grade on your big board doesn't mean that you feel, you feel they're going to be drafted in the third round. Exactly right, and two perfect examples of that. I have Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU, as my 19th overall player on my final first-round grade. I think it's unlikely he goes in the first round tonight. On the other end of the spectrum, I have Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle from USC, 63rd overall on my board with a third-round grade, and I think he has a chance to go top 20 tonight. And we're continuing That's with interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're continuing with Jonah Tolls, uh, NFL draft analyst. And make sure you follow him on Twitter at Jonah Tolls NFL because you will be able to see all of the work that he's been putting into this draft. I, I think it's fascinating. And so we've got to dial it in though locally here, the Clemson guys. And we've got you know Isaiah Simmons, AJ Terrell, uh, T Higgins. Because I see on your big board you have AJ graded as a third round. So mm-hmm. explain to where you feel some of these Clemson guys are going to land. Yeah, so I'm just just for projecting for tonight, I think there are going to be a couple of Clemson first-rounders. I'll be got Isaiah Simmons, A.J. Terrell, T. Higgins could go late in the first round as well. A.J. Terrell is an interesting case because everyone wants to knock him for the national championship game. Jamar Chase, the best receiver in college football, gave him some problems. But I think... To me, it's more so the inconsistency week to week. I think he's more raw than a lot of these other corners in this class. But the NFL likes him. And I think there's a chance he goes top 20, whether that's to the Las Vegas Raiders at 12 or 19. You know, Mike Mayock loves those funds and products. And then you got Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars at 20. They need a quarterback. A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey, they're both gone. So they need a corner to replace those guys. So look for the Las Vegas, or Raider, Las Vegas Raiders or Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's take a look at A.J. Terrell there. 
Uh, that wouldn't be bad. I think Clemson Nation would be okay with that, yeah. with the Raiders. Uh, Las already... Vegas Raiders is the first time I've heard someone call them the Las yes, Vegas Raiders. Right. I'm still caught up on the Oakland Raiders as we're continuing with Jonah Toll's uh, <laughs> uh, NFL draft analyst. So I also have to ask it, Jonah, then just from a perspective of behind the scenes, how much are you using your inside sources your network of individuals to try to gain you know information and then how do you decipher you know what's potentially just smoke and mirrors in terms of you know if they're really telling you um what's truly going on behind the scenes yeah and to give you all the honest truth i had this mock draft my final mock draft i released today i had this mock draft mapped out last week and i have not changed it it's one of those things where you okay. once you get information from sources the day of or the day leading up to the draft, you know it's probably smokescreen season because okay. they're trying to get out late information out to get you to change your mind about mock drafts. Usually some of the best advice I got about doing mock drafts and projecting this is that the most accurate mock drafts will be a week before the draft. Then the week, the week of the draft, that's when you'll start getting all the rumors, the smokescreens. Remember this week the Dolphins rumor came out about they want to trade up for an offensive tackle. We had not heard that up in this entire draft process <laughs> until this week. That is a smoke screen. That is that is a rumor, and that is, I don't think there's anything any truth to that. So just be careful of those. But yeah, like I said, mock drafts and how to decipher between smoke screens and what is factual, what you think is true from your sources. I think it's. What's, lead, what's leading up to the draft process, and then when it gets to the week of, you kind of have to you know, have your blinders on a little bit. Yeah, and see, that's why you're an expert, because I was calling it smoke and mirrors, but it's technically <laughs> called smoke screen, so thank you, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> we continue with uh, Jonah Tulls, at Jonah Tulls, that's uh, J-O-N-A-H. LSNFL on Twitter. Definitely uh, give him a follow over there. Hey, I want to go a little bit deeper uh, down your chart and your mock draft. Uh, we've got a question on Facebook here, uh, Jonah. We're simulcast on the radio side and on Facebook asking about a couple of other Clemson guys uh, going a little deeper cuts for you with Kayvon Wallace, who I've been seeing actually moving up some draft boards recently, and then Tanner Muse, uh, the other yeah. uh, member of Clemson's secondary. What do you think about those two guys? Where do you have them? Yeah, so I have both in that fourth-round range. And I think Kayvon Wallace is a guy nice. that is really, is really underrated. Um, he's a guy that, you know, three-year starter, guy really tested well at the combine, high-level program, good production. There's really not a lot that you can't say, like, hey, like, I don't like this about Kayvon Wallace. He's pretty well-rounded in coverage, good in run support, just a solid thing. I think he's going to be a reliable backup that can give you swing starting potential at the next level. Um, good third, fourth round option, I think, there, the safety range. Then Tanner Muse, I think he's going to transition more to linebacker the next level with his size, but he tested off the charts of the combine. I think that's what's going to get him drafted yeah. somewhere close to that 100 to 120 range, I think, in the fourth round, um, just because he tested so well. And, you know, how, you know the NFL's moving to sub-package linebackers, the base nickel. Tanner Muse fits that really well. He uses his lessons to kind of roam and move, his good instincts, um, competitive kid. I think I think some teams are going to fall in love with him. I hate to bring up the Las Vegas Raiders again because Mike Mayock loves Clemson, but he just seems like a good fit for what the Raiders want to do. So look for the Raiders in the day three range to take a chance on Muse or even Wallace for that matter as well. 
Hey, Clemson West, man. There's a lot of Clemson Tiger fans who'd yes. be very happy to just keep on piling uh, Tigers onto the Raiders. Hey, uh, Joan, a couple of other uh, questions on Facebook asking specifically about your expectations around the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, our two local teams here in, uh, mm-hmm. in the South. Uh, what do you think you're going to see from those guys tonight? Yeah, I think two vastly different approaches here. I'll start with the Carolina Panthers. I think they're trying to bail. I think they're going to get a good deal for somebody looking to get up for offensive tackle. And don't be surprised if the Carolina Panthers trade out the top ten and accumulate another day two pick under the new Matt Rule regime. I think Carolina Panthers are on definite trade-down watch as we enter draft day. Uh, and then the Falcons, the, the entirely opposite approach. I think they're trying to move up into the top ten, potentially to get either cornerback C.J. Henderson or Auburn defense tackle Derek Brown. I think they're looking to get an elite difference maker on defense. And whether it's one of the two, I think it's going to depend on who's available. But they've been targeting C.J. Henderson for a while, leading back all the way back to the Combine. So if they move up into the top ten, expect it to be for Henderson from Florida. And we're continuing with Jonah Toll's uh, NFL draft analyst. Now, we, Mark wants to make sure we get the Falcons fans taken care of and the Carolina Panthers fans yes. taken care of. But you can't see, Jonah, I'm wearing my Dallas Cowboys T-shirt right now. So <laughs> I've got to also ask you... <laughs> As a Cowboys fan, what's the likelihood of Cowboys going cornerback at number 17? See, and it's interesting because cornerback is the biggest need. Objectively, it's the biggest need. But they're in a gray area to where they're not probably not going to get either Jeffrey Akuda or C.J. Henderson. They're at 17. But going for A.J. Terrell, Trayvon Diggs, and that next group of corners may be a little too high for them. So it's going to be interesting. If if C.J. Henderson does not fall to 17, I think the Cowboys go a different route and probably go towards pass rusher Caleb on chase on from LSU, who they've been targeting all draft process long. So if C.J. Henderson's off the board, expect him to go towards pass rusher. Wrapping things up with uh, Jonah Tulls talking NFL draft. So, uh, Jonah, I'm a big Redskins fan, and uh, I think Chase Young to the Skins seems like the uh, obvious pick tonight. But the Redskins are pretty loaded on the defensive line. So if you're a GM, you know, I look at the Redskins defensive line as a strength, right? Do you make a strength even better, or would you be better served by trying to fill one of the other massive holes that you have in your depleted roster if you're, if you're a Redskins fan? Right, and it's a great question because, you know, if you get like a King's Ransom Hall, uh, like two first-round picks to move down from that spot, potentially get Jeffrey Okuda at five or six, I think you have to consider it. But it looks to me like the Redskins front office is enamored with Chase Young. And it, I mean, you, you have to be. This guy is an elite-level pass rusher. Reminds me a lot of Khalil Mack. Um, just, it, it's one of those guys that you just don't pass on. And I, I understand you know, the argument from Redskins fans that you have Montez Sweat, you have Ryan Kerrigan, you have a star-studded defense line full of former first-round picks. But I think pass rusher is one of those positions to where you can't have enough of. And with, with defenses running multiple so much now to where – players can move around different spots and different alignments. Chase Young's impact is going to be felt regardless of who's on that roster. And Chase Young, anytime you have a chance to add a volume sack passenger like Young at a spot like them, I think you have to take him. Jonah Tulls, before we let you get out of here, uh, what's the best way that people can keep up with you this evening and uh, throughout the weekend for the draft and then going forward? For sure, yeah. You can just keep up with me live on Twitter. My Twitter handle at Joe NFL. It's J O N 
A-H-T-U-L-S-N-F-L. You came over there, I'll be live tweeting, releasing some day two mock drafts, and potentially tweeting about, out about some clubs and prospects you might want to hear about. Yes, sir. That sounds day two mock drafts. I haven't seen one of those yet. I can't wait to check that one out uh, tomorrow morning. Jonah, thanks a lot, man. You stay safe and enjoy the draft tonight, okay? Hey, I appreciate it. Y'all do too. Thanks, Jonah. Fantastic, and a fantastic look. Uh, you did a great job there, Richmond. I uh, was letting you run with it. A look into, I guess, the way that, I mean, we just take for granted, right? You click on a tweet with a mock draft, and I you're know. like, oh, hey, look at this guy. It's hundreds of hours of work, yes. and especially a guy like Jonah that I know you know pretty well. They're spending so much time putting that together. It's, it's fascinating to kind of get an inside look into how they do it. Well, that's what I'm trying to get a better idea, just how much time, and Jonah's talked about it previously, that it is not just a willy-nilly type of, oh, just, you know, I'm going to go off of other things that I'm reading. Now, he takes that into consideration, but he does a lot of homework. And that's why I trust, you know, a lot of the things that he says. Again, not that he's going to predict everything right, yeah. because it's just so unpredictable. And, uh, gosh, NFL teams can't even get the draft right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, it's one thing to, you know, come up with a mock draft that is right, let alone even, you know, get uh, the true draft. But I just love the aspect of understanding the grind that these guys put into it and really, you know, behind the scenes, what all it looks like. Yeah. I'm with you. And the first question I asked him, hey, is it going to be chaos or chalk tonight? He said chaos. chaos. And both you and I were like, yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. We want chaos. We want all kinds of craziness to go on tonight. We well, don't I think, want I think we do right now. Yes. Because we haven't had chaos. Yes. And as long as it doesn't involve our teams, right? We want our teams to do what we want and then everybody else can have uh, the chaos. All right. Coming up next segment, a good friend of mine, Tyler Butler, amazing dude, doing great work here in the upstate of South Carolina. If you do not know him yet, you'll be glad you do after this next segment that's coming up on the Mark Childress show this is Walt Abdullah join me for a very special live NFL draft edition of Road Rage Thursday April 23rd from 7 to 11 p.m. I'll be joined by Taj Boyd and Josh Phillips for the most insightful, hardcore draft coverage anywhere. Mark Childress will be in for me from 3 to 7, providing pre-draft analysis. 17 hours of live local programming, top by pick by pick NFL draft analysis. Be there. Leave it to Josie York Pizza to come up with another great idea. First it was the sauce, then garlic knots, crazy tender wings and signature pastas. Joe's has done it again with make-your-own-pizza kits. The whole family will have fun creating and cooking your own pizza at home. Joe's provides the dough, the sauce, and the toppings. And you and your family put it together and just stick it in the oven. With locations in Clemson's Patrick Square and Highway 123 in Seneca, a staple of the local business community, Joe's New York Pizza. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. For 25 years, Husqvarna Automowers have been the best-selling worldwide. With the Husqvarna Automower Crown Commitment Program, you'll enjoy your weekends. 
and know that if you're not satisfied with the performance of your Husqvarna automower within 60 days of purchase from a Husqvarna dealer, return it for a full refund or exchange. Easley Lawn and Garden offers Husqvarna automowers as well as the expert installation and service you need. Trust them to get you set up with the right Husqvarna automower just for your yard. After all, Easley Lawn and Garden has been your trusted local source for nearly 40 years. Let a Husqvarna automower do the work while you relax. Easley Lawn and Garden, your local Husqvarna automower professionals for sales, installation, and service. For all your power equipment needs, veteran and family owned and operated. 312 South Pendleton Street, Easley, online at easleylawn.com. I'm not a big talker. I am a big doer. But sometimes the only way to solve the problem is to get on the horn and figure it out. So the only people I like talking to? Granger. With knowledgeable product experts, ready with the answers to my toughest questions, calling Granger is the one conversation I don't mind having. From machining and motor parts to valves and vacuum pumps. When it comes to solving my problems, Granger's got my back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger. For the ones who get it done. We've got sports covered in Greenville. 1055, The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. If you're looking for Walt Deptula, he's just a little over an hour away for you. A very special. Can I say after dark edition? It'll be seven to eleven. It'll be seven. Well, it definitely will be yeah. after dark because it's raining outside. It won't be. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's going to be road rage, and it's always awesome. And it's going to be seven <laughs> to eleven tonight. It's going to be during the NFL draft, so you can watch the draft and definitely on your phone. You can listen on the app, which is awesome. That's the way I can listen to the roar most of the time. Or uh, you can listen in an internet browser to uh, Walt breaking down the picks as they happen. All right, been excited about this segment. Good friend of mine, Mr. Tyler Butler. You can follow him on Twitter at My Sports Culture. He's the CEO of Sports and Culture Media. He's got a podcast called Another with the BS. Tyler, what is up, my man? Hey, thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So I'm just going to get this out of the way first, all right? Tyler, Richmond, you're both two of my favorite people in the world, but you both have a horrible character flaw because you're Dallas Cowboy fans. So let's just get the <laughs> Dallas Cowboy talk out of the way at the beginning of the segment so I don't have to dread the entire segment that we're going to go. So Tyler, what are you thinking about your Cowboys and who they're going to select tonight? Yeah, I think they're definitely going to go secondary uh, with the loss to Byron Jones. I'm hoping they're going to go after uh, the safety from Alabama, but it's really to be determined uh, if they don't trade up and, and try to get another edge rusher because that's also an area that they need to improve this season as well. Yeah, and Tyler, don't let him try to be <laughs> negative on this show. This is he he preaches all about positivity yeah. on this show, and then he tries to slam us for being Cowboys fans, right? Yeah. Do not let him do that. Uh, but obviously, we're continuing with Tyler Butler, CEO of Sports and Culture Media, and also host of Enough with the BS podcast. And so, just from a perspective for you, Tyler, I know you've been doing a, a lot these days, and, and just so busy with different and everything, but now helping out with the Cowboys reporting. So what has that process been like and just being involved with being part of the media for the Dallas Cowboys? 
Uh, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, nothing short of a dream come true. I uh, was reached out to um, one of the social media sites, and they follow what I've been doing and just the small coverage that I did on Dallas Cowboys. But uh, that led to a couple of conference calls with the PR department and, and HR, and then we go from there. I'm a content provider for one of their social media sites. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Cowboys fan to a Cowboys fan. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Man. I, I truly appreciate it. <laughs> Mark is smiling. Yeah, He's happy I'm, for I'm, you Like as well. I said, I wanted to get all this out at the beginning, so not to be worried about talking about the Cowboys for the whole segment. So, uh, hey, um, we have been asking uh, a bunch of different folks. We've had some great draft experts coming on uh, this evening. I consider you one as well, Tyler. What are your kind of overall thoughts on the draft tonight? Do you think we're going to see uh, pretty accurate uh, you know, pre-draft forecasts that have come out, or do you think we're going to have a lot of chaos tonight? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty accurate. Um, not a whole lot of moves. Uh, Miami is trying their best to move up to draft the offensive tackle because they still have that late first-round pick. Um, if they're able to keep that, they can still draft the quarterback there. Uh, but that's really the only team. Uh, uh, Washington's taking calls, but I don't think they're going to move at all. And Atlanta seems to be the hottest team right now, from what I'm hearing, trying to move up in the draft. Yeah, I've been talking a couple times on the show. You know, I'm a big Redskins fan. That's part of the reason I give you guys so much grief about uh, being Cowboys fans. But, uh, um, you know, Chase Young appears to be headed to the Redskins tonight. But the Redskins trading down maybe to five to Miami, right, and getting one of their other first-round draft picks, being able to probably get like an Okuda and pick up a wide receiver or something like that. I'm totally fine if the Redskins do that as well. You know, what direction would you go if you were the GM of the Skins? I would have to go with Chase Young because I would say outside of Burrow, he's probably the only sure thing in this draft to be a superstar. Right now, uh, you add that with the defensive players that they have over there in Washington, it'd be dynamic. Now, uh, the quarterback definitely needs a lot of help. Uh, I know there's an old lineman that you guys are trying to trade. Uh, that still hasn't happened. But I wouldn't move on with Chase Young. He, he's a sure thing. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. As we continue with uh, Tyler Butler, follow him on Twitter, at MySportsCulture. Also, check out his Enough with the BS podcast. Different than anything you're listening to out there, I promise. You want some real talk about the NFL and the NBA with a lot of breaking news thrown in as well. Uh, that's what you absolutely need to check out. All right, so Tyler, what are you going to be doing tonight? How will you be consuming the NFL draft? I'm sure you'll be putting content out during the draft. What, what's kind of your plan for this evening? Yeah, so pretty much in my makeshift office that I have here at the house, I have my laptop, tablet, and a TV. Um, so I'm going to be watching the draft, putting out cowboy content. Uh, any trades or breaking news, we're definitely going to try to throw those out on Twitter. Uh, but as much as I can to keep the content rolling, people are, are hungry for it right now. Well, it's like a kid at a candy store or Christmas morning, I feel like, right. for all of us right here, because we actually have some real sports to consume, yeah. not just today. I mean, normally, I mean, I enjoy the NFL draft, so I'm watching the first round. I'm probably watching a good chunk of the second round, and then I'm kind of keeping an eye on it after that for whatever Clemson players or other players I might like are going to get drafted. I may be watching every round, like literally pick by pick this year, because there's just nothing else on. Are you kind of thinking oh, the same, Rich? I, I would agree. I mean, it's it's at least something to break the monotony of what's going on right now, because 
you know, the news that we're hearing, you don't know. I mean, it changes every day. So if you can just break away for a little bit and have, you know, some entertainment, why not? Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, hey, Tyler, is there a, a prospect on uh, on your draft board that you are a little bit higher on than uh, maybe a lot of, you know, the other draft ex- experts out there? Yeah, there's actually um, a local product that I'm pretty high on, uh, Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame. Um, a lot of draft boards maybe have him going fourth or fifth round. I think he's good enough to go second or third. A uh, very smart kid, ran a 4-4 flat very physical corner, um, I don't see him getting past the third round. But he's probably my sleeper pick right now. That's pretty good. Is there anybody, Rich, that uh, that you're you're looking out for that you think is going to move up some draft boards that people don't think think are? I don't know if anybody that's going to shoot up. Because I, I think this draft is actually going to be more conservative than – any other drafts. I'm kind of getting that vibe too. Yeah, I, I just think teams are, you know, going to kind of go more chalk. I know there's some people that think chaos. I just think it's going to be, you know, more chalk, you know, from that perspective, just because they haven't been, quote unquote, how they've normally been able to evaluate players. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to go a little bit more conservative from that perspective. Now, if there's a player that I hope does move up, and that's I'm hoping that it's AJ Terrell. I hope he does move up um, just a little bit. Just I think it was unfair of how he was blasted for one game against LSU. Yes, right. And I think there's an aspect LSU made some other players look bad during the regular season as well. So it's an, was not just one player that they made look bad. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I, I told Richmond this before we went on the air today, so I'll tell you now, Tyler, I legitimately say a prayer. This is legitimate. <laughs> like, I close my eyes on everything, and I pray that no Clemson Tigers end up on the Dallas Cowboys roster. I do this every year. I'll do it again tonight before we start. I don't think I'll pray before every round, but I think I'll pray right before the draft starts tonight and cover all the rounds. And uh, it's been successful for the last few years. I remember last year, every time Richmond called me last year, he's like, Hunter Renfro to the Cowboys. I'm like, oh, no. No. Anybody but the Cowboys for Hunter Renfro. So I, I want I want Terrell to go high, but I do not want him to end up in Dallas. I'm just putting that out there for you guys. That's all right. Well, that's okay. Hey, we can... I- we're continuing. Oh, no, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. I'll tell you what. There's two Clemson Tigers. There's a strong possibility to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, with T. Higgins and Tanner Mews. They need help at both of those positions. Absolutely. See, now you guys. See? Right. Exactly. Well, we'll T. see T. if my prayer good. works. <laughs> All of them would look good in the uh, with that star on their helmet. No doubt. So, uh, hey, Tyler, as we continue on with Tyler Butler, follow him on Twitter at MySportsCulture. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about your uh, sports and culture media company. It's uh, something that you started, uh, what, I guess a little bit over a year ago, and it's really growing fast. You're expanding into some other cities. You're really doing some amazing stuff. Yeah, so the uh, company I started up last year, just for my passion for sports. I love covering the game. And I decided to, you know, cover a couple of local high schools, uh, that expanded to colleges. We covered Clemson, Furman, and North Greenville uh, last season, Clemson basketball. Now we're doing a lot with women's sports. And because of the women's sports, I was fortunate enough to expand to Arkansas. Uh, I have a guy working for me, Porter Hayes, does some excellent, excellent reporting down there. And we have now, because of the Dallas Cowboy connection, moved into Dallas. So we just launched Sports and Culture Dallas about two months ago. Where we're going to be covering Dallas all season. 
That's impressive stuff, man. And I know how hard you work. Uh, you've got a day job and you're doing this in your free time and in the weekends. And you've had some amazing growth. And, and I love your coverage. I love your NFL stuff. But I also love your basketball stuff. And Richmond, we haven't even had a chance to talk about it yet. But I want to get both of your take on the first two hours of, I'll start with you, Rich, of the Jordan documentary that came out on Sunday. Yeah, well, it was amazing. Tyler, it was amazing. Tyler and I actually, we, we, we've gone back and forth a little bit on Facebook and stuff. Nice. And so, yeah, we, we have definitely been engaged engaging on the bat side because I know we both have a passion for that and again for me just being able to watch the last dance it just revokes all those uh, or brings back all those memories of me watching uh, the Bulls especially you know Michael Jordan in the in the 80s and that's what I love and there's also this aspect of there's some things you behind the scenes you don't really know that was going on back then yeah. and that's what's great you know from that perspective and I think there's also just it just continuing to prove that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. So that's where I stand. <laughs> yeah, and the same here. It's just um, the day after, and I'm trying to do this all after every Sunday that they do it, I'm going to drop some hidden nuggets on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram of stuff that maybe people did not know about Jordan or they did not include in the documentary. I know the big talking point after the uh, first two shows was Scottie Pippen's contract. But pretty much everyone had a contract back then, including Michael Jordan, who signed an eight-year, $25 million. So that small contract Scottie Pippen had wasn't that different. And I want to say the highest team in the NBA at that time was the Lakers, and their total salary was $10 million. So very normal. Um, also picked up Jerry Krause. A lot of people don't know the character in Space Jam, the short, fat guy, the bad one who, uh, you know, was over all the one stars, that character was actually originated from Jerry Krause. Oh, they, they look alike. They look <laughs> they a do. little bit alike. They, yeah, they look exactly alike. So Jordan had a little hit, hit a nugget there to uh, continue his hatred towards Jerry Krause. And I, I think I saw where, did Pippen make more money in the NBA than Jordan did over his career? Because Pippen did. played a few more years after yeah. that. So it was yes. interesting that they, they presented it that way and then and then pivoted it off. So um, what do you guys think uh, episodes three and four will be about? Have they, have they announced it yet? Or Yeah, I think it's um, more uh, focused on Dennis Rodman. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm yes. looking forward to that one. So that one's going to be entertaining. Those, those will be entertaining, definitely. I yeah, was they, in, uh, it was probably it, Rodman and what else? Um, they didn't say for the, the second one, they said episode three is going to be pretty much all Dennis Rodman. Um, they're going to talk about the story where Phil Jackson let Rodman go back to Vegas and Jordan had to come get him. Um, and when he went there, he had a room full of women, supposedly. So that's going to be episode three. I'm looking forward to that one. It was about uh, eight or nine years ago when I was out in Vegas for a sales conference, and uh, for some reason, my customer requested an 8 a.m. meeting in Las Vegas at a <laughs> breakfast buffet, and it was me and uh, one other guy and the customer, and we were sitting there, and I feel someone come up to my left, and they pull up a chair right at our table, and I look over, and it was Dennis Rodman. 
in a pink feather boa and like a leopard skin coat and a big hat at like 8.15 in the morning. That was my brush with uh, Rodman. And he went around literally to every table in that restaurant over an hour and just sat there and shot the breeze with people. Yeah, and I presume that was not a wake up for no, him. No, I'm he guessing had he, had not been to bed, no, right? he had not been to bed. We'll yeah, just leave it at that. He, he was vintage Dennis Rodman. Yes. It was good stuff. Well, hey, uh, Tyler, I really appreciate you jumping on, man. And we'll start doing this on the regular. Tell everybody where they can find uh, your uh, your content on uh, sports and culture media and then enough with the BS podcast as well. Yeah, so um, you can go to pronktv.com and, of course, and catch every single episode of Enough with the BS podcast. Everything that we cover, uh, definitely follow our Facebook page, which is Sports and Culture, Sports Media, or you can go to our website, which is uh, mysportsculture.com. Anything that I post will be on the site or on our Facebook page. Great stuff, Tyler. We look forward to talking to you soon, man, and good luck to your Cowboys tonight. No problem. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. I see it, Tyler. Look at that positive. I, I didn't Look sound. I was going to say that I, I kind of sold it. I was kind of like, "Good luck to your cowboy." And good luck to your Cowboys tonight, man. Thank yes, you for thank being. You. We had a little tiny uh, fist pump there uh, here over on the Facebook side, but uh, thanks for being in tonight, Richmond. Always a kick to have you, man. And again, good luck it. tonight. Thank I hope you. you get uh, who you want, as long as it's not a Clemson Tiger. Oh, AJ, the Redskins and Cowboys are both going to get better tonight. I feel certain with that. I yes. So. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think Cowboys are in a little bit of that gray area, though. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Thank you, Richmond Weaver. Yes. Uh, one more hour to go. Ellis Tolbert will be joining me next hour. We'll be bringing John Height back in, and we'll be going super deep on NFL draft stuff. So make sure you continue to hang on with us. Walt Deptula, just about an hour away. This is the Mark Childress Show. Never speak too soon when an idea needs to level. Decorations can be